RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. On Tuesday, the 2nd of May, I went to a public meeting. And we told you about this public meeting when we talked with Patty Fahey um, about uh, the therapeutic products bill. And I was curious and I was a bit rattled, I got to say, with what Patty had to say. So I thought I'd go along, see for myself. And there were a whole lineup of speakers. Patty, Winston Peters was there. And Gary Moller was there. And he really got my attention with his presentation. It made me feel, well, sad for a time that's passed. Hopefully we'll come back, you know, really nostalgic and and quite grumpy, I got to say, um, when I thought about what he had to say. So I thought I'd get him on Reality Check Radio. And I want to go through what he had to say in that presentation. Gary Moller, welcome to RCR. It's great to have you here. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for inviting me on, Paul. No problem. That was a great presentation you did. And I'll tell you why, because it kind of put into focus so clearly how wrong things are now. That was really the message that hit me like a sledgehammer from what you were putting over. And you probably didn't even think you were doing anything different to what you normally do, but you had a fantastic PowerPoint uh, presentation and we can go through some of the points in that. But the thing that got me with the nostalgic pictures you put up, um, they really did because they reminded me of when I was a kid and you don't realize with the slow passing of time, quite how things change until you look back into those sort of windows of the past. And, Tell us about some of those images, because you're from Pateru, so a real Kiwi background, right? Heartland stuff, all that. Uh, you're from a family that's really achieved, because your sister is Lorraine Moller. And yes. she's she's a superstar of sport. In and, uh, and my younger sister was uh, New- got New Zealand's Top Science uh, Award uh, a few years ago. Watch out, Pateru's <laughs> still oh, coming. Pateru. Uh, well, it was the it was yep. the the wonderful um, pioneering upbringing, uh, and the um, emphasis on the basics of health: good nutrition, housing, strong family ties, community, and so on. And uh, and it really did breed a generation of uh, high achieving baby boomers. But it wasn't complicated. It wasn't rocket science, as they say. It was just basic, adhering to basic principles. What were the, that were forced on the population? I don't know. It seemed to me that there there was prevailing common sense. That uh, seemed it to was be forced on the government uh, because uh, what the government was faced with was a traumatized and malnourished post-war population. Uh, certain diseases like polio and tuberculosis were rampant, and we had a baby boom. So the government had to do something. And what they did, and I think here's a a little thing which I didn't, uh, a point that I should have made. The politicians back then did it out of a sense, became politicians out of a sense of civil duty uh, as contributing to their country, to their communities, to their families. Whereas today, we have career politicians who have been groomed to be politicians from the very beginning, and most who have never really held down a real job. And they are the ones who are now telling me how to do my job, okay? Failed doctors, doctors who couldn't stand 
the smell of pus, couldn't stand the sight of blood and couldn't stand needy patients, uh, whining, sick children. And now they are sticking themselves in my clinic, looking over my shoulder and telling me what I can and can't do. And that really does make me angry. So I've, I've digressed a little bit, but we need to go back and look at what was done to counter or to deal with this uh, public health crisis. And uh, these were practical men and women, probably mostly men back those days, running the country, and they rolled up their sleeves and did the job that they knew they had to do. They built houses, beautiful houses by the thousands, by the suburbs, Boy, our government could learn a thing or two right now. They, there's some real lessons to be learned there. Um, every child got a half pint of fresh milk, which was uh, harvested that day, milked that day from the district's farmers. Um, we had health uh, health camps where the sickly children went during the holidays and where they got three square meals, they exercised daily, and they had help with their education. And that was funded by post office health scams, stamps. Um, you can probably remember that, uh, Paul. I can, I can remember the milk. Yeah, and um, every, um, every primary school had a dental clinic and a dental nurse. My older sister is New Zealand's longest-serving dental nurse. She's been practicing since 1973 and she was mandated out of her job. Oh, crikey. And and despite numerous requests, they will not let her go back. And she works in the Northland area where children are, I think, getting up to four years behind on their dental treatment. Okay, so you've you've got a whole generation of children with rotten teeth and the Minister of Health won't let her back to her job, okay? And she wants to go back. And and uh, so you'll gather, I'm, I'm angry about all of well, this. Well, you've got a right to be. Uh, and, yeah. and why would anyone... Well, first of all, that's a terrible way of treating someone. And yeah. particularly for you, it's one of your family members, obviously. But also, yeah. what, what idiot would deny that experience to the children of Northland when it's four years behind? What moron would do that? Yep. I know it's um it's it's kind of like well as I said in my presentation uh, <laughs> we've got Bozo the Clown <laughs> Bozo's Circus it's absolutely it's like I couldn't you couldn't write a well maybe AI could write something about this now but I I couldn't come up with such a um, a ridiculous comedy as what we've got in health. Yeah, um, you're talking about the housing because um, I remember all those. They weren't that old when I was a kid, those state houses, and they were just, you know, <laughs> streets and streets and streets of them. They were built in the old way, manually mainly, not with many power tools at all, and in great numbers, and they were quality. And, of course, then we had an electricity system to match to provide cheap power so families could have the big Conway on in the middle of winter and everyone's warm and, you know, it was a social contract. Um, I can't understand why when you come out and um, claim that you're going to build 100,000 houses and then sort of put your hands up a, f- a bit later and say, well, you can't do that. We've done it all before. 
the knowledge is still around. The labor's there. The timber's there. It's like a willful uh, neglect. And, and that's what you got me thinking about when you did your presentation. Yes. Well, the, the, the thing about it is, um, uh, you know, if you set goals, they've got to be achievable. They've got to be realistic. And um, what we're doing is we're now rewarding children uh, for setting ambitious goals and then just trying, and but never actually hitting them. And now they've become our leaders. Uh, they set the most ambitious uh, gold-plated goals possible, um, aim for them, miss them miserably, and then congratulate themselves on the back for a job well done. Okay? Um, that's not my idea of, um, uh, well, it's it's devoid of reality when you think about it. Um, the other point about the state housing is that uh, it was the quarter acre, quarter acre section. That's right. And so uh, back in those days, uh, we, like in Potaru, we didn't have a green grocer. We didn't have a supermarket. They hadn't invented them back then. And uh, what we do is we had our uh, our garden out the back where we grew all of our vegetables. And we even had chooks and so on. So um, they the, the whole setup was to um, uh, improve the health, nutrition, um, the, the general well-being of the population. Now, the end result of that is that we went from a health crisis. Uh, by the early 60s, New Zealand was ranking in the top two to four in the world for just about any measure of health, particularly child health. We were competing against the likes of Norway, Sweden, Finland, uh, for being the healthiest country in the world. And well, talking about the 1950s, I was barefoot. My parents were incredibly poor after the uh, uh, after the war when they uh, married, came to Pateruru. And um, I was barefoot until secondary school. Uh, it was a tough upbringing and uh, it was Timbertown. There was still native bush surrounding Pateruru. And we'd go and swing on the vines and that we'd ride our little bicycles out and swing on the vines and so on. You wouldn't believe it now when you go through the, that little town. Um, but and and we and it was tough. We had to put our dukes up and defend ourselves. If I didn't, I then had to face my father at home. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I feared my father more than the bullies. It's <laughs> <laughs> always a great incentive. <laughs> but when you when you look at it, we Despite all of that, by concentrating on the basics of health, we became God's own. It really was God's own, and uh, and uh, and the by ignoring history or by not studying history, we forget, and we uh, not only risk uh, repeating the mistakes of the past, but we also risk not repeating the wonderful lessons, the positive ones of the past as well. And we've lost our way. We've lost the plot. Um, certain things happened during from the 1970s onwards, which completely undermined our health system and, in fact, our whole God's own way of life. And I can remember it. I've always, um, history was first and foremost my, uh, my most favourite topic uh, of study. And uh, we need to look back and look at what New Zealand did right. And we also need to look at what New Zealand is doing wrong and uh, come up with practical solutions. 
Now, right now, um, the solutions that are being offered, <laughs> you know, the natural therapies bill, you know, uh, give me a break. Um, what it is doing is that it is, it's unabashedly there to put people like me out of business. Um, it's there to basically hoover up all natural therapies, food-based remedies. You see, food is the original medicine. It's been around. Food has been the medicine since the beginning of time for humanity. Uh, body, heal thyself. I don't heal anybody. A doctor doesn't heal anybody at all. We heal ourselves. The role of a, um, of a practitioner, a health professional, is to simply give Mother Nature, give your body um, the um, basically the ingredients, the nurturing, the love that it needs in order to do what it's designed to do. And that is to keep you fit and healthy right through to about 110 years of age when... Sorry, you 110? On, yeah, well, genetically, oh. hey, yeah. here's the thing. I mean, I'd like to hear that. Go and, uh, go and just Google uh, the Okinawa Centenarian Study, okay, the, and, uh, and, and just read to your heart's content. I've been following that study for probably 40 years. And uh, and and you look at uh, you look at it. It's quite clear genetically. You look, um, our genes are not our enemies. And by the way, food's not your enemy either. Uh, the genes are there. That's it's it's your God script, and it is perfection. Sure, one or two unfortunate peoples, but really, are born with a. God script that has got a few mistakes in it. Yeah. Okay. They are rare. Uh, we are being taught to fear our genes, which is, I think, in itself a crime. The genes are your God script. They're there to serve you faithfully. Now, if you look after your, and your duty is to care and nurture your genetic code, right? Hey? Now, if you do that, if you do it right, then you can expect to live to around about 110, by wow. which time you've done your earthly duties. Everything's worn and, out by then anyway, but you've got you've got full use. Oh, yeah, and and you will be lying on your deathbed surrounded by your children and your grandchildren, your great children, and so great, on. Great. Okay? And everybody who loves you, uh, including all your mistresses in your case. And um not my case. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. No, and not at that age either, I can I'll, tell you. I'll, I'll take that back, okay? Yeah, but please do. Yeah, I don't well, want anyone I'll hearing that. <laughs> anyway, the thing is, you'll be lying on your deathbed and you'll have a smile on your face and you'll be reflecting on the wonderful things that you contributed to this planet, okay? You'll leave the planet in a better place. Now, if you don't live to 110, it means that you've let the side down. Yeah, but you it's can't like, beat yourself up too much, uh, Gary. No, I mean, I hear of people that, you know, they died in their 80s, and I think, yeah, well, good, not a bad well, innings, not a bad innings, okay. It, it yeah. is, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is, but the potential um, is there. Now, what lets the side down for us is the degradation of our food, which is um, uh, really is uh, it's a huge problem. Uh, 
Now, food is calorie-rich but nutrient-poor, and also um, the other is uh, toxins in the environment, of which um, there's about a 1,000 added every year um, that our body just doesn't know how to deal with. Well, people um, won't even know they've been added either. There's no yeah. understanding and of then that. There's, um, then there's uh, you know, things like stress, um, uh, lack of exercise or too much exercise, and so on. So that's an interesting of, one. Too much exercise. I've got to jump in there because I've done a lot of running. Maybe I did too much. Well, what's too much? Just quickly. Um, well, there's, there's you're you're asking um, a difficult question, but I can answer it, Paul. Um, I I am at the very extreme of exercise, right? And I acknowledge that excessive exercise. Um, of various forms, particularly um, extreme aerobic exercise, can result in damage to the heart and to the blood vessels. So is that too much in the gym or or too Um, much running? uh, um, Well, let's uh, let's use a, a, a rule of, we can come up with some general rules of thumb, okay? And that is if you do exercise which exceeds the body's ability to repair and grow a little bit stronger than you've overdone it. So uh, okay. like I've made various decisions. For example, I've, I've done, run a dozen marathons uh, down in the low 230s. Um, my sister um, kept going and she ran faster than me. And because we were about the same ability, I just said, Lorraine's doing it for me. Every time <laughs> she won, I won. You're in the slipstream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just I was a vicarious uh, winner, and um, but uh, I made the decision not to run after my thirteenth marathon. I think it was. I made a decision. I'll never run one ever again, and I yeah. haven't. And how um, long ago was that? Oh, um, I was about twenty nine. Oh um, wow! I'm, okay, I'm in my seventieth year now. But um, here's the thing: I can still run very well. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, and what I did was I shifted to a bicycle. Um, okay. To, but you're not a mad cycle track person, though, or, or cycle way in the city person. Are you? You're not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, cycle I have, way um, at any cost. Well, uh, no, no, no. no. Uh, we could get onto that topic as well. Yeah, that's, but, a, that's um, for another day. <laughs> what, I, what I've done, and look, I'm, I'm an extreme. Um, uh, I've won the. Masters, the UCI Masters um, Mountain Biking World Championships, the Olympic distance um, two times now. Nobody can beat me on on a mountain bike uh, in, in my age groups. And uh, I'm currently ranked number two in the world. Uh, wow, in that's cool. Yeah. But uh, I, I, next time I go back, I'll be number one. Uh, I'll, <laughs> I still got the winning determination there, Gary. Of course. Um uh, yeah, of course, absolutely, uh, and uh, this this goes with um, like all this um, uh, silly stuff that's going on um, in health right now. Is that um, I'm uh, I'm not going to put up with it, and I'm going to win uh, I'm, because I'm, winning. Yep, yeah, I'm gonna, we, we have to win. Carry on. Yeah, no, we do. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you about what this um, products bill does and why it's why why yeah, is pharma right. and the establishment are smothering this part of yeah well yeah, historic okay. medicine it's it, it's where it all came from well, in just a moment well, i want to i want to okay. refer back to another one of those images that you had on stage and that was the picture of your uh, it was looked like a class photo but pe photo you know <laughs> everyone in the pe gear 
And and that hit yeah. me like a freight train because before you even mentioned it, I realized, thought, gosh, every person in that picture looks amazing, like perfectly proportioned, you yes. know? And you And I think you said that any one of these guys in here, and I don't think you're just concentrating on that, but it's just the comment you made, could have gone on to be an Olympic champion, any one of them. They all yes. had the goods if they had the motivation, right? Yes, correct. Uh, if they had the motivation and if they had the coaching, uh, then uh, now that was the Potaru High School 1970 athletics team. Right. And uh, and it, it is a an example of the upbringing and the investment by our government in the basics of health. And we, we need to keep going back to that and just understand that these children um, were from a generation that were uh, facing being sickly, um, malnourished, and probably stunted in various ways. And instead, through that investment in the basics of health, uh, that produced this uh, generation of amazing young men and women who were not only athletically gifted, but also intellectually. So many yeah. of them went on to be uh, very high achievers. Okay, that, 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 so yeah. that's the that's the real point about uh, about that, and um, and it really does. Uh, I was talking about genetics. You see, it's all there. It's how we serve our genetics. And there are, if we think about sport, um, there are champions everywhere. Arthur Lydiard back at that time took a handful of young men from a suburb in Auckland and he turned them all into world champions and Olympians, world, world record holders. Okay, and that was yep. just one coach with a bunch of boys. No, just ordinary. There was nothing special about them. You know, Helberg even had a had a physical disability, and uh, so they yeah. there are champions everywhere, and uh, just also not just physically but intellectually, and it's really just a case of how we nurture it, and what we have done is we've allowed commercial interests, big commercial interests, mostly overseas, who basically take over New Zealand and hijack our entire health system. Uh, we've lost focus of what health is about. Um, our health professionals have lost focus on service delivery, on health outcomes, and now have... Um, uh, financial interests. Um, your doctor has to do his or her job in 10 minutes. Yeah. They can't do it. Okay. Unless they uh, unless they resort to a quick pharmaceutical prescription from the Pharmac approved or funded database. Anything that's not on it, your doctor is most unlikely to prescribe it to you. Yeah. Or have any and knowledge. Yeah, well, that's right. Yes, uh, it's um, and you can see the parlous state of the health now. It's collapsing under the weight of its own um, incompetence, okay, and greed, and uh, and now this is the thing about the therapeutic products bill. 
they are proposing more of what is failing us. And in fact, they're proposing more of what is killing us. What's turning us into a nation of sick people? Right? Eh? That's that's why I called it Bozo Circus. <laughs> it's madness. Right? Eh? We need well, to go back to the future, to the 1950s, yep. and look at what the government did then, and we need to come up with our own modern practical version, solutions. Yeah, when you say that it's Bozo the Clown, yeah, it, it is. It's clown world. But it seems to me, for those who benefit, it's actually a very good business model, actually, yeah. because it it, um, it it gets the most out of every potential patient. There's multiple yeah. drugs that you can um, prescribe uh, for uh, each person, and some are to overcome the, uh, the the side effects of some of the other ones. So it's a it's a beautiful model. If you're on the end of the money, it is a it is a beautiful model. But um, uh, when when you think that it's a, it's a it's a model that is supposed to be serving us, serving our, our best interests, and which we are paying for, we are paying billions for for a service that is in fact not fit for purpose. Twenty four billion. I know how many how many New Zealanders are there? How many of us are there? Five point four or yeah. five. And how many of us are working? Are well enough to work? You know, and uh, of working age and well enough to work. I mean, uh, the, yeah, but but, just, but Gary, there's something that's happened recently that might have <laughs> also changed the health system yeah. capacity again, right? Yes. And it's the the thing that we don't talk about much. But um, that seems to have packed on above what we're, we're just talking about before, the degrading health of a nation. But now, uh, it's never been like this before. The thing's just bursting at the seams, and they've announced some mitigation factors. But um, I know you haven't read them, but I have. But there's nothing about addressing the core of what we're talking about. It's just making the del- delivery of the, of the, of the, the groaning system a little more accessible, maybe for a little longer. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, Paul, um, I'm I'm preaching to the converted here, of course. Um, but um, I, I actually I don't think there is any intention to save the health system, save the housing crisis, um, save this crisis, that crisis, or whatever. Um, I, I think that um, there is uh, there, there are greater things going on that um, uh, transcend all of these. Forces. Um, oh, yes, uh, yeah. I think so. Um, and when you think about it, uh, I think there is actually a need to get rid of general practitioners. Um, oh, okay. That's an interesting one. In, yes. Explain that. In, well, okay. So you've got an acre of pain and you think you might need to go to the doctor uh, what's the first thing you do? You get on Google and you type in what you think your condition is, and then you learn all about it. Then you think, oh, oh yes, I think I should go and see my doctor um, because I think I need a prescription of this or that medication, which Google mentions. Okay. So you go along to the doctor and you say, hey, doc, I think I've got this condition and I think I need a prescription for this. And the, and the doctor might say, oh, I haven't heard of that one. And you'll say, well, look it up on Google. 
They love to hear that. (laughs) But embarrassed or maybe annoyed with you. And then annoyed. um, Don't do your own research. You'll go down the rabbit hole. Dr. Google. I've heard it all before. Well, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing, Paul. It is true. Yes. Yes, that's right. Leave it to the experts. Now, no, we're um, not allowed to say that word here anymore. That's been banned. Experts. Only I can say it. (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, um, what is going to happen? This is the future, and they're talking about it is that um, you will have an app on your phone. Uh, which interfaces with a supercomputer, probably in Wirri, Auckland, um, at the Amazon um, uh, place that's being built right now. And, um, and of course, there is a mRNA factory down in, uh, down in Timaru that can spit out um, custom-made prescriptions of an mRNA type for various things. You might, uh, you'll have a, a little... Um, sensor on your phone uh, where perhaps you might put a little blood blood sample but if you don't like the sight of blood or pricking a finger um hey uh, you could always have a a, a little sensor inserted um, under your skin which oh, then yeah. Yeah. provides 24 hour monitoring on your right hand <laughs> yes that's right and uh and the the data is analyzed by the supercomputer a prescription is uh, is spat out it goes down to Timaru, and then Amazon delivers your customized um, mRNA gene-altering, um, uh, gene-screwing drug. No need for a doctor. Eliminated and, that uh, layer yes, completely. So the only, yes, so the only uh, ones that will remain are the um, medical specialists, uh, a handful of them, and, and of course, um, the laboratory technicians, and uh, that will be about it. Now, that's the future of medicine. Um, they've got to, so that's why I think there has been no hesitation in any doctor, especially GPs, that question the narrative um, that might say inadvertently cause vaccine hesitancy, that they are then thrown out of a job. Right? Yeah. They, they've got it. They, they're quite happy for all the doctors and nurses to go to uh, uh, go to uh, Australia. Um, you know, they, they, it doesn't matter. They've got to create the conditions where New Zealanders will welcome this new technology because their doctors are failing them. And besides that, they can't even get in to see a doctor. Okay? So, so I, I need to ask a question here. I need to, yeah. to, to just try and get a bit more on this. So yeah. what you're, what is one of these so what you're saying moments. So what you're saying is that already, who knows when it was done, the future health system has already been mapped out. Well, of course. And already uh, conceived. And, we're, and I mean, none of us, you are, but I, I wasn't ahead of that. And really, if you look and see that that's the case, all these other weird things start to make sense. It does. And look, uh, to me, um, uh, it's, uh, I, can, I can see it. Uh, it's, uh, to me, it's obvious. Now, the other thing just on that, uh, so the so you in order to achieve this, you've also got to get rid of all of these pesky natural health practitioners like you. Yeah, people like me. You got to get rid of me. Um, you got to get rid of uh, your herbalists and your naturopath and uh, and and the doctors that want to practice integrative medicine and so on. And the other thing is, um, you've got to get rid of uh, any knowledge 
uh, of food being medicine. This whole idea that food is thy medicine, um, it's got to go. And that's and this therapeutic products bill, um, it, for example, is going to, the only health claim I can make under this legislation is what is approved by the regulator, right? So if I, now, and, and the other thing, that this legislation, they're asking us to let them pass it and we'll fill in the detail later, they say. Okay. Now, so what's going to blank be blank check? Detail? Yeah. So it, it is almost. So let's take, we can go back and we can look at previous versions where they did have lists and they did have potencies listed. So, for example, they may say that the maximum daily dose, this the regulator might say, the maximum daily dose for vitamin C that we will permit is 500 milligrams. So, no pills can be more potent than 500 milligrams. And you'll notice that's already happening with vitamin C. Um, It's a 500 milligram pill, okay? Now, they may also say that um, the maximum daily for for zinc is 28 milligrams. So if I was to say to you, Paul, if you've got a cold or a flu, I think you should take two vitamin C tablets and two zinc tablets per day. Am I breaking the law? Now, the other thing is, is if I were to say uh, zinc and vitamin C may be beneficial for preventing colds and flus, it may be suitable for, say, Omricon or um, reducing your risk of catching it and maybe reduce symptoms. Okay. Now, if the regulator has not approved that claim, am I breaking the law? Now, the penalties for risking that is a five-year prison term, a $2 million fine, these are the maximums, and confiscation of assets. And because I have a clinic at home, can they confiscate my home? Now, so like you're a drug dealer? Yeah, yeah. Oh, That's oh, what they exactly do to drug dealers. Well, they'd, take my, they'd probably take my launch and my... Um, my Mercedes and that, except I haven't got one. Your jet um, ski. They might take your bicycles. You'll have a few I of those. Take my my forty nine cc um, Vespa, which uh, is several years old and barely worth anything. Where did you uh, get this? How did you get the money for this? What you're saying yeah. though, Gary, is this is like a giant sledgehammer just sitting there, ready to pound anyone into the dust, and it's the deterrent yep. that they're probably thinking. Yeah, it's stop. the um, yeah. well, it's it's like a it's like. Um, uh, the the Teutonic gods, uh, anvil and his hammer, the hammer yeah. and anvil of Thor, and what they're asking us to do as as health professionals is to stick our heads between the two, and the promise that they won't crush us. So they don't okay. want anyone like you competing or or causing a disturbance in the plan. They don't want people like you, and they don't want people understanding what you know. What options well, there are, let's say, uh, um, well, outside of the regular system? They need to get rid of all of that. Otherwise, the plan doesn't work. They, yeah, well, Paul, the fact that they won't consult, you know, um, look, I used to work for accident compensation. I was an executive officer there in charge of um, uh, my job was to set up ACC, sport and recreation, injury prevention, treatment and rehabilitation programs uh, when ACC was first um, put together in, uh, uh, in the 1970s. 
And uh, and when we uh, when we perceived a health problem or an injury problem, what we did was we sponsored conferences. So we went like to the physiotherapy society and said, we'll sponsor your annual conference, but we want the theme to be back injuries. Then we went to the um, uh, went to the, the general practitioners, did the same, went to the Sports Medicine Federation, went to the, you know, um, you know, uh, occupational health nurses and so on and so on. We organized uh, seminars, conferences and so on. And then at the end of it, we actually did this. We brought the, all of those groups together for an international symposium on back injuries and brought the world's leading experts, leading orthopedic surgeons and so on. And out of that, we developed a consensus. Then ACC, this was part of my job, we then hired Precious McKenzie, the, you know, the, the, the weightlifter. Yeah, I remember Precious. Yep. And Len Ring, okay, the most scary-looking wrestler, professional wrestler. And they went around uh, workplaces teaching mostly men how to lift, okay? And that was their job. Now, and in addition, we came up with slogans like um, bend your knees, not your back, and don't use your back like a crow. I, rem- I remember those. those. Are you responsible yeah. pretty well for those? Because I remember those um, um, those lines. Yeah. Well, I, I was the guy one who thought of them. Team. Wow. I was one of the team. Yeah. Yes. Now, Paul, here's the thing. Okay. COVID. This unbelievable. The whole country shut down. Where's the conferences? There hasn't been a single one. Okay. No. Any doctor that questions the narrative, anybody as a as a misinformationist, almost labelled as a terrorist, okay? right wing neo Nazi. Yeah, we're we're all. I'm a, I, I was I was a, uh, a an absolute lefty greenie, save the planet, you know, uh, and so on. And I'm now a right wing Nazi. Same. I can't believe it. <laughs> You know, well, you know, that's what they think. Well, uh, you know, I mean, they're, com- they're completely wrong. But you can see what this means is that um, uh, we are being railroaded down a down a track um, and we're being given no other options. You see, you can't, if you want, if you want to destroy the health system, the worst thing you're going to do they, is to encourage people uh, like take gst off fruit and vegetables and um mm. you know um i'd do that uh, tomorrow i would do that tomorrow if, if i could if I it know. was my decision There's it'd so be like okay to... from yeah. tonight yeah you know um my my um uh so talking to somebody who's very experienced in um end of life care okay and um and of course the business model now is that when it's turnover right hey so uh, they, when somebody dies, you can then um, refurbish and sell their unit, you know, at the market price for an inflated price. So the next person comes in. And so I said to her, so um, uh, so the sooner somebody dies, the better. Oh, yeah, 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 you're right, Gary. And I say, so I guess what they do is um, take people off their medication so they 
die earlier. And she said, oh, no, 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 no. If, <laughs> if we take them off their medication, they live longer. <laughs> <laughs> and she was serious. Oh, that's, okay? that's Now, so I've, never, I've never forgotten that. That was, yeah. you know how you, you, um, people, you, you get these little comments and that which um, you never forget and which um, wake you up and sort of like. Oh, Give you a window into it. something right a little there. corrupt about this. There's yeah. something wrong. And uh, and that was one of them where it was sort of uh, many years ago, and I thought, actually, she's right. Well, you got to think of the, it's the way the, the the model works. You got to keep the conveyor uh, belt going. You know, exactly. um, I want to. Um, I want to yeah, ask you about commodities. Another... Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> I've been feeling like one for the last few years. Um, another thing I think you said or you alluded to. Uh, well, first of all, you showed this amazing picture of um, a young woman. Or, or a teenage girl or something, and it, and, and it didn't reveal any identity or anything, but it was of, you know, extreme eczema around the face and lips. And, yes. and I've known people with, with skin problems, and one of my daughters gets a bit of eczema here and there, but nothing too much. So I'm aware of that. That looked like a quite a bad case. And then you had, a, a like it was before, then you had an aftershot, and it's the same young face, beautiful young face, just mm. perfect and I think you made the comment that and under the medication, nothing changed, but you had sort of worked this miracle. How did you, uh, don't give away secrets, but how Well, how did you do that? Because it did look like a bit of a miracle. Well, um, I'll tell you where I got my inspiration. Uh, well, first of all, body heal thyself, mother nature. I don't heal anything. Uh, I just simply provide the assistance for mother nature and her genes, the, this young girl's genes, uh, to do the job. And uh, yes, that, that was a very good example. She didn't want to go to school. And by the way, that those photos were with her permission, by the way. Now, um, many years ago, the New Zealand was, um, uh, New Zealand uh, sheep and, uh, and beef were devastated by facial eczema. Right? And uh, it's basically... Uh, a yeast inf or fungal infection that gets uh, into the skin of uh, these animals. And a, there was no cure for it, but a dear lady in Tiarawa found that by giving zinc, supplementing zinc uh, for her sheep uh, seemed to provide protection. And for decades, the scientists um, rubbished her. The only thing that was going to save um, the animals was more drugs, right? Eh? And not giving them, simply giving yep. them a, a zinc supplement. But anyway, um, in the end, uh, some years ago, she was awarded an honorary doctorate uh, for her oh, contributions. Too. Yeah. But uh, it, it only took her about 40 years uh, of being um, waylaid by science or by the powers that be. Now, so... Um, Yes, uh, if, I've always said, you know, if you really want to learn about nutrition uh, in New Zealand, uh, what's good for you and your children, then go and speak to um, the farmer that has the um, most ribbons on their sheep, okay, from the AMP show. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I can see how that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and it's actually <laughs> quite true, okay? You know, what's... Uh, yeah, so if you can, if you've got a farmer who um, can breed the the prize animals, um, I would go and talk to him. And because he's doing him. something right, and it comes down to nutrition. 
Uh, one of the best books you could read is Soil Minerals and Your Health by Brown Trotter. Now, what a great name for a <laughs> yeah. sheep breeder, right? Hey? And uh, yes, and uh, and his and that book is a um, basically his life's battle against uh, the scientists of uh, like Invermay and Ruakura and so on. And guess what? Um, he just figured out the uh, basics of nutrition for his animals. And what he discovered very much applies to human beings as well. But um, what I do is, uh, first of all, I test. Now, we've got the technology. Uh, I'm, uh, I love technology. I'm not, um, uh, uh, I'm not against uh, the advance of technology, but it's about the, the application for the good of humanity and the good of the planet. Now, so what, what I do is I do with that young girl did a simple test where we worked out her nutrient status, uh, minerals, and also looking at imbalances, excesses, deficiencies, and the presence of certain toxins. And then we changed her diet. Uh, we gave her some uh, dietary supplements and uh, allowed her body to do the healing. And uh, and the end result is the most beautiful skin, the happiest, smiling girl, delighted to go to school, and now she's a beautiful, healthy young woman contributing to society. I nearly cried when I saw that. Oh, it's, uh, oh. it's very well, touching. Look, um, I'm in my 70th year, and... Um, and if, you know, look, there's, if you'll excuse my the expression, there's so much shit going on that um, you know, I've, I've, I, it'd be very easy for me to um, throw in the towel, retire, but um, uh, I, I just love my job because um, I, I have people turn up, and they will often burst out crying. Okay, and then. Some months later, now getting well takes a long time, Paul. It's not an overnight thing, uh, and it takes um, it takes dedication. It takes change to habits and so on, throwing a lot of old ideas, paradigms out the door. Um, but then they come back, the picture of health, as smiling, and uh, you know, and you know, I get I get hugs. That's pretty cool. Not surprised. Not and, surprised. And that... I don't make much money, but you know, hey, you know. The, the hugs are worth it. Well, you can't buy that, really. Um, oh, yeah, that I'm was trying. amazing. There's <laughs> one, just getting back to this bill and why it's all happening, um, yeah. and we're getting close to time now, but Please. there's another thing that I think you touched on as well that had me thinking, and that is um, the um, the pharma industry also with this has the opportunity to march in and 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 harness or exploit all the intellectual property that's come out of the therapeutics natural therapeutics industry and synthesize those things that seem to have benefits because most most medicines are derived from plants i remember hearing that there too and then synthesize and then bring those in as product lines sort of off the back of nature and the uh the people like you and then kind of exp expand their drug um uh, production mm -hmm to include new things which they you know can make money from as well so they're trying to swallow up your side of it to also wring it as much as they can there as well ultimately through synthesizing 
which then they're approved, aren't they, by the drug regulators around the different parts of the world and come in as as manufactured medicines, but based on those plants. They, they are obviously seeking to do that, right? Yes, and um, Paul, I, I must um, uh, may, may put in a, a bit of a disclaimer here first. Uh, um, the, uh, I must uh, warn the listeners of the side effects of taking uh, natural therapies, natural substances, dietary substances. Um, may I do that? Yeah, sure, go. Yes. Um, so I, I want listeners to be aware of the serious side effects from taking dietary supplements. And they are looking good and feeling great and having boundless energy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, now that, that's being disclaimed. Okay, we've done, yes. we've done the official bit. Yes. The be warned. Bit. Be warned. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, um, and by the way, that's a slightly more serious and uh, longer list than, of course, um, the uh, side effects of um, most pharmaceuticals. Well, um, isn't it the third cause of death after, <clears throat> excuse me, heart and cancer? Yes. yes. So um, uh, um, in the developed world, uh, uh, properly prescribed pharmaceutical medicines are the third leading cause of premature death. However, uh, I predict that over the last three years, uh, pharmaceuticals properly prescribed are now the leading cause of death in countries such as New Zealand. The only reason why we don't know this is because the, the statistics have yet to catch up. And as we anybody who's been following the likes of Guy Hatchard will know that um, there is a reluctance to release statistics that make yes. this look bad. We know, we know about and, uh, that. I think, yeah, I've, I've seen, like we've seen Wellington, the, those uh, leaked stats, an 83% increase in hospitalizations from deaths. I know. Uh, from heart attacks, sorry. Yeah, heart attacks. Um, and, 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 and it just goes on and on for all these conditions. So, But with no yeah. one, no explanation, no talk, no analysis, no, no yeah. nothing. Yeah, no oh, well, 83%. Oh, well, you yeah, know. We need a conference. Now. <laughs> yeah. um, We've got a new conference centre. We've got a brand yeah. new conference centre and no one's in it. How much did that cost? <laughs> well, now, just getting back to, um, so, yes, uh, if you're going to come up with a patent medicine that uh, kills more than it saves anyway, um, but uh, and put that on the shelves and sell it for $20,000 per month subsidized by you and me, the taxpayer, and something similar can be found on Gary Muller's shelf for, say, $50 a month without any taxpayer subsidies, they've got a problem, okay? They've yeah. got to get it off the market. Um, it's like um, uh, the emergency use authorization they had to clear um, products like ivermectin, artemisia, hydroxychloroquinolone, and so on, and even N-acetylcysteine. They had to get those off the market so that they could say, we've got no choice other than this horrendously expensive, novel, experimental medication that's going to save us all. But here, I'll, I'll give you another little quote. Another little statement, which, okay, the treatment was a success 
However, the patient died. You know, this this legislation, it's, uh, I think, 325 pages. I've read the whole lot. Um, and that in itself, it's it's a it's a big job, and it's so confusing. I think to be able to actually apply to to comply with that legislation, um, our little two person operation here, I think we need to hire a bunch of uh, bloody you know uh, business consultants, AI and analysts, and so on. I can't, we can't do it. AI, Gary, AI oh, can look at it. Oh God, sorry, I forgot. Yes, that's right. Uh, you know the 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 Amazon give you a report. computer. Yes, give you a boil down set of bullet points I'll in probably, three seconds. But I'll have to pay for it. You know they'll start ramping the fees up for that. You know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm a stone that needs to be bled. <laughs> here's here's um, where it ends with this interview and where it ends really um, on on the future of this. It seems to me I took away from the meeting and there was a good turnout, so that was reassuring. But it's up to the people. People have to stand up in numbers, and it was pointed out at the meeting that we're actually the majority. I think yes. um, over sixty percent of New Zealanders take health supplements. You know, it's the majority, clear majority. But if people are ill-informed, not informed, if the media don't do their bit, we're trying to do our bit, then they're probably going to get it over the line or give it a damn good try, and mm. and it will be terrible for us. So it's up to the people. Do you think the people are up to it? Well, I finished uh, my presentation with what I think are the solutions, or is the solution, and it's it's going it's going to have to be political, uh, because uh, we can yell and scream, we can be as factual, we can be we can scream from the rooftops. We are going to be ignored. Uh, we have to get rid of who's currently running this clown show. Uh, we are stuffed. If we split the vote amongst several minor parties, what we've got to do is we've got to take uh, that voting power and we've got to put it all together so that we become the kingmaker. We decide who rules after the next election. And in that being the kingmaker, we get to negotiate policy. For example, throwing this legislation out, no more mandates, um, giving, agreeing that all mandated workers, including health workers, including my sister, be offered their jobs back. Okay, we have to do that. I actually think, you know, look, people are talking about 5%, getting 5%, you know, we'll be winners. I'll tell you what, we are screwed if we only get 5%. What are we going to get? We've got to get 20 or 30%, and Whoa. we can do it. We can do it. Um, we've, we are the majority of people, but we will only achieve that if we unite under one banner and we stop all the confusing and also the backbiting that's going on. So okay? I, I don't want to jump in, but here, this is so yeah. you're sending a message to all the fragmented freedom yep. entities. Yes. Wannabe parties, all those. Great for trying, guys. Of course, you do what you can. But put your egos, park the egos aside. Think of the greater good. And, okay, you might have to not get the thing that you really are burning for. But if you don't play your part, we're screwed. You you said it, Paul. Egos, okay? we've This is war. This is survival. This is the future. This is our children, our grandchildren. 
Okay. They've, by the way, they've already been mortgaged. Yeah, we've done that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah well the country's true. broke. Um, and, and this yeah, but you see, with good people, it's been done before. We can rebuild all this. We can get course. it ship shape again. It can be better than ever. It can yeah. be amazing. That's the thing. We had practical people running the government. They basically rolled up their sleeves and they got the job done. And in 10 years, what an amazing, it was an incredible achievement. And we mustn't lose sight of that. We must learn from the lessons of history. That is the goal. If you could see those images, those memories, how good we were. Crikey, we were good. Yeah, let's be winners, okay? Yeah, winners. Want to be a winner yeah, again. Winners. winners. Gary, thank you. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.